It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NFL Daily. It's time for our Week 10 Instant Reaction. So let's get right to it. Another crazy week where I think we have to spend the entire time talking Vikings-Bills. Like, I mean, look, there was a lot of stuff, but there was a lifetime of stuff in that Vikings-Bills game. Literally stuff that you've never seen before on an NFL football field. So let's get right into that. Vikings win 33-30. I mean, just the last like five minutes in overtime in that game, you could spend the entire show talking about it. not just this show, but like the big podcast, the two hour thing tomorrow. We could spend the entire time just breaking down what happened in that game. Absolutely one of the games of the season. Crazy game back and forth, crazy result. And really, like the Minnesota Vikings, I think, laying down a statement that their record is for real. Like they they've been much discussed as being a team that maybe is outperforming how good they are um, with their record, but they took it to Buffalo after getting down or you know a bit. They they executed the comeback and then were able to make a couple of really big plays late in the game to keep on in there and ultimately snatch a win. Like win or lose, I think that was the statement game that they are a legitimate team this year. Yeah, the resiliency of the Vikings, you just can't overlook it at this point. A fourth and 18, Justin Jefferson makes one of the most amazing one-handed catches you'll ever see uh, in traffic, right? Like, Stephon Diggs had a great one-handed catch. No traffic earlier in the game. Justin Jefferson had one in a contested situation. Yeah, everything about it. We'll, We'll get into all the details tomorrow. But Kirk Cousins failing on the QB sneak. Josh Allen drops the ball on his attempted QB sneak, getting out of the end zone. Vikings recover for a touchdown. Bills still come back, get the game-tying field goal, even though Gabe Davis, catch out of bounds, probably should have been reviewed. A lot of stuff happening there, but the Vikings get the overtime win. And I, I think that's the story, though, Sam. Their resiliency, and we used to joke last year, they'll play up or down to their competition. There's elements of that this year, right? Like, there's some close games against lesser teams, but this year they're pulling them off, right? And that's what matters. Still sitting here with one win 10 weeks into the season, the Vikings are finding, way to, finding ways to win all of those close games this year. Yeah, I mean, there's two sides of that game. There's that side, which is Minnesota really showing that they can do the same thing they've been doing all season long, even against better opposition like Buffalo. And then there's the flip side of that, which is Josh Allen's turnovers are now becoming a significant problem for the Bills. They've been responsible for uh, the the last two losses that they've had. He had six turnover-worthy plays in the other loss uh, against Miami, even if he didn't have interceptions in that game. His fumble at the goal line was... I mean, that that lost the game or that that gave that took away the win. Right. If they don't fumble in that play, the Bills essentially win the game. And then later on, he was the interception that, that did lose the game officially. So 
you know, Josh Allen has been the thing that this Bills team has been built around for years. He's been carrying the offense, you know, not single-handedly, but he's been doing the lion's share of the work. But all of a sudden, those turnovers are becoming a major problem for a team that expects and wants to win a championship. All right, another key matchup that we have to discuss. I want to get into Green Bay at at some point here, pulling off the 31 to 28 victory. Let's just start with that because we'll get to Jeff Saturday. We'll push Jeff Saturday for a minute here. We want to know <laughs> Jeff Saturday. But Packers 31-28 at one point down 28 to 14 in the second half. Aaron Rodgers leading the comeback for the Packers, a run-heavy attack for the Packers. And from one, it's the same thing. From one standpoint, great comeback from the Packers to maybe salvage their season, and from the Cowboys. Just a brutal loss and a brutal, uh, you know, you know, blowing of a 14 point lead here. Yeah, Dallas really let that one slip away, even in overtime. You know, once it got that far, Dallas gets the ball in overtime and they just start to march down the field with Tony Pollard racking off huge runs and then penalties. Right. They get a ridiculous offsides penalty when Jalen Tober lines up like in Green Bay secondary um, and then a holding call. And all of a sudden now that's a big loss of yardage to drag you back and they, they end up not being able to get it done on the third and fourth down uh, and then collapse on defense as well. So yeah, that was a game I think that Dallas absolutely should have won, but Green Bay did a good job to to come back and cling to that game, which really, I mean, you lose that, that's kind of their season gone. So Green Bay desperately trying to keep their season alive, a little bit true with Tampa Bay earlier in, in uh, Germany in the Munich game. You know, the Bucks keeping their season, not keeping it alive because they were going to be in a reasonable position, whatever, but trying to keep some kind of shred of momentum going of, you know, we can still turn something in out of this season. Yeah, big week for both uh, Aaron Rodgers, his Packers, Tom Brady, the Bucks. The Bucks got the running game going a little bit. So 21-16 to win, uh, win over the Seahawks in the Germany game. We'll discuss Jeff Saturday in just a second, but picture it same your kickers lining up for the onside kick the chances of regaining possession are slim the stakes are high tensions higher pulse is racing he kicks you watch as the ball pops up in the air you can make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl and their unbeatable offers right now new customers can make any five dollar nfl bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins check it out in addition to the usual bets everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays and those stepped up same game parlays are once are available once per game day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using the code PFF. All right, Sam, Jeff Saturday's 1-0. Coming off the street to uh, to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. It was 25-20, to the final. The whole time we thought Sam Ellinger would be the quarterback, but it's Matt Ryan who has a 39-yard gallop on the game-winning drive which was just fantastic. Good win by the Colts here. Yeah, Jeff Saturday, coach of the year. Um, oh, I mean, look, there's only two coaches in the NFL right now who have a 100% uh, record in the season. He's one of them. So can't argue with the facts. Um, yeah, like the real thing out of this game was that all of a sudden the Colts offensive line seemed to find themselves. Like they were blocking. They were opening up holes for the run game. Jonathan Taylor looked back to being Jonathan Taylor as opposed to how badly he's been struggling for the rest of the season. I, I I find it a little bit difficult to credit Jeff Saturday for that turnaround in the it's space because, of a couple of days. Right? Isn't that it? Like you've got the guy with some subject matter expertise, right? You got him mm. in the building and that's what he solved it all in the offensive line. 
Yeah. I mean, I think, look, Matt Ryan is the best quarterback that they have. You know, Sam Ellinger is not the answer. He was the guy that maybe could make some things happen while your offensive line was getting murdered and the quarterback was running for his life. But Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than he is. So I think it made some sense. But really, it's another indictment of the Raiders who just haven't been good this season. All right, a couple other key outcomes here. The Tennessee Titans moved to 6-3 and three with a 17-10 win over the Broncos. It wasn't exactly 9-8 to eight, like I guessed, but I'll Close. tell you what. Yeah, I mean, you had a, a flea Felt flicker, like right? A flea flicker for 63 yards for the Titans, a busted coverage 66-yarder for the Broncos. Offense was tough to come by in this one, but the Titans once again find, find a way to get it done. And same old story for the Broncos. Russell Wilson looking terrible as they yeah. fall to 3-6. and six. I mean, that Broncos offense just looks miserable. Like they, you know, one essentially busted coverage, a couple of nice plays from Cortland Sutton here or there making things happen. But outside of that, like Russell Wilson is barely functional as a quarterback right now. And it's it's amazing. Like the the history revisions being done <laughs> around the, the NFL or, or by people on Russell Wilson are crazy. There's all these Seahawks fans going like, oh, we said he was like this all along. He's just been a game manager. Pete Carroll's been propping him up. Like what? What is this? This is divorce from reality. This version of Russell Wilson is not the guy that was in Seattle. Maybe no. the guy that was in Seattle the last few games after he wrecked his thumb, but not the guy before that. It's just not the same person. So you can't, you know, use hindsight and say, well, he was this guy all along. This was just the product of a, you know, a Pete Carroll offense and a game manager system. No, this is a new and worse, dramatically worse version of Russell Wilson, and it's crippling Denver at the moment. Other key developments this week, Kansas City Chiefs, they they moved to 7-2 and two with a 27-17 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Patrick Mahomes, just another great outing from him, dominant offense from the Chiefs, and the Chiefs move into the number one slot in the AFC with the Buffalo Bills dropping. So that head-to-head matchup with the Bills and the Chiefs, it's important, it's still going to be important, but if the Chiefs continue to take care of business, they can get to that number one seed a little early to talk playoffs, maybe, but uh, a key win for them. And then the Miami Dolphins, another emphatic win for their offense, yeah. right? 39 to 17 uh, to a tongue of Iloa. Our big criticism of him has been turnover worthy plays. Another game where he's not putting the ball in harm's way, not taking negative plays. That offense is rolling in Miami. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo, I think, need to focus more on forget like Kansas City and the number one seed. All of a sudden, the division is like way back in in contention again. Like my, they have to stop Miami winning that division first and foremost if they're and then you can deal with Kansas City and the number one seed down the line. Like Buffalo all of a sudden has some problems. So Miami, that offense looks fantastic. It might look like the number one offense in the NFL. I know they aren't statistically, but part of that is because Tua hasn't been there the whole time. You know, he's they're still undefeated when Tua has both started and finished the the game, and that offense continues to look like it has a, a perpetual cheat code going. Yeah, speed all over the place for the Dolphins. That was the offseason goal, and we're seeing it on the field. So listen, those are our initial, immediate reactions from week 10. Of course, we'll have the full breakdown tomorrow morning on the PFF. NFL podcast, be sure to join us. But for now, it's the PFF NFL Daily.